Good morning. Welcome to Laurel Heights. Let's use our Bibles. 2 Timothy 2, verse 15. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. Let me take a moment to welcome each of you. Some of you we know are regulars to our live stream. Some of you come back to these recordings week by week. We are encouraged by your presence and hope all is well with you, and we hope to see you soon. There are several who visit our live streams and listen to our recordings, and we are not acquainted with you. If you don't mind, send us a message through our website or Facebook page. We thank you for joining us and would like to become better acquainted. In 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15, these words were written by Paul to Timothy and for us. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. Let me remind us that what Paul wrote to Timothy wasn't just a list of ideas Paul formed quickly in his own mind. I believe Paul had a good mind, a pure mind, and anyone would do well to read or listen to him and consider his opinions. But don't forget, Paul was an apostle of Jesus Christ. And what he wrote was given to him by God. These words we've read in 2 Timothy 2.15, these words were given to him by God. He said, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and Ephesians chapter 3, that what he wrote was a revelation from God. So this isn't just something Paul originated and quickly composed out of his mind at some impulsive moment. God gave these words to Paul to write to Timothy and for our benefit today. And this describes something every one of us ought to be interested in, being approved by God. You may not be approved by the world or by your peers. You may not be approved by people in your neighborhood, your workplace, even in your family. Beyond any reviews and attitudes of men and women on earth about us, what we want to know is, am I approved by God? It would be great if everybody liked me and generously offered their approval and their encouragement every day. But here's what's most important, to have the approval of God, our Creator. This is what life should be about for us, having this approval from the highest source. This is what you and I need to be clear about to get ready for the end of life. So I have framed some questions on this passage, based on this passage for our self-examination. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. Questions for our self-examination. Number one, am I doing my best? Do you ever see people who are clearly not doing their best? And what do you think of that? As a consumer, 
Are you sometimes disappointed by the clerk, by the indifference or sloppy way they take care of the transaction? As an automobile driver, do you ever find yourself frustrated when drivers obviously are not paying attention and not doing their best as a teacher, as a student, as an employee, employer, neighbor? It is common to have to deal with people who are just sort of getting by. They're not doing their best. They just want to get by with minimum effort. Well, what about me? What about you? When it comes to God's interest in me and in you, when it comes to the demands of discipleship, when it comes to evangelism, worship, helping others, are we doing our best? Three simple words Paul wrote, and God gave Paul these words. Do your best. God gave Paul those three words. Do your best. I want to strongly recommend that you take just a few moments while you're looking at this and ask yourself, am I doing my best to serve God? I am certain we are capable of knowing at what level we're serving. You don't need to ask someone else. But if you determine you are not doing your best, the next step is not a mystery. Am I doing my best to be a Christian, to help others be Christians? I've never met anyone who couldn't do a little better. I can do better. Can you do better? We can. We should. Paul said, do your best. We don't want to just get by with minimal effort. That leaves a nagging pain of conscience. Three words for us today. Do your best. Number two, am I presenting myself to God there is a very simple concept here. I want to talk to us about these, these words, these two words, to God. Repentance and baptism are acts of faith unto God, made possible by Christ. Worship is offered to God. We pray to God. We talk to people about God. Our lives as Christians are expressions of daily confidence and praise to God. It is simple but invaluable, these two words, to God. Please turn with me over to Romans chapter 6. And when you get there, find verses 12 and 13. This is from God through Paul to Christians in Rome and for our benefit. Romans 6, 12 and 13. Let not sin, therefore, reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions. Do not present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and your members to God as instruments of righteousness." The beginning of this chapter, Romans 6, is about being buried with Christ in baptism to arise to walk in newness of life. Now here, 
The life of a Christian is described in terms of presenting yourself to God. Like Isaiah, who said to God, Here am I, send me. Am I presenting myself to God? Do your best to present yourself to God. God is the audience. This is not a matter of just presenting yourself to others, presenting yourself to the local church, presenting yourself to the preacher and elders. God is the audience. Others benefit from your good lives and like to see your good life. But everything we do as Christians is primarily and first done unto God. Do your best to present yourself to God. Here's another question for self-examination. As a worker, am I a worker? I want to speak to you for a few minutes about spiritual sweat. Think of athletes, the time, the training, the exertion, the devotion, and hard work. Now, the Bible says in 1 Timothy 4 and verse 7, train yourself to be godly. If you resist temptation, if you use God's word to cultivate good heart virtues, if you work on your responses to events and people, if you learn how to study better, to pray better, to apply energy to the task of being a Christian, that's work. I'm going to call that spiritual sweat. We are, using the language of Hebrews 12, verses 1 and 2, laying aside every weight and running with patience. That's work. Am I a workman, a worker? I read the other day this way of making the point. No discipline, no discipleship. No sweat, no sainthood. What a tragic reality, but you know this is true. There are some people who've been baptized and were once active in a sound local church, but now they work hard at everything in life except the Lord's work. They work hard at their career. They work hard at the lake and at the beach. They work hard at almost everything in life except the Lord's work. They have hobbies. They have interests. They have digital connections. It is not that they're doing nothing. They're doing a lot. They're very busy, but doing nothing to speak of in the Lord's work. If you can talk to those people, see if you can help them see that someday career success, financial success, and entertainment will just not matter. On what basis will you stand before God? If you have simply not been involved in his work, no local church involvement, no worship, haven't even thought of taking the Lord's Supper in years, what will it be like? Am I a worker for the Lord today and every day? Jesus said back in Luke chapter 10, he's looking for workers, not just students, not just observers, not just an audience, not just people who drop in and out, Jesus wants workers. Am I a worker? Are you a worker? Are you doing your best to present yourself to God as a worker? 
And to that, let me add, a worker who has no need to be ashamed. If you started a life of serving God, but you are not serving Him now, let's be plain, you ought to be ashamed. If you once were active, involved, and zealous, but you are now inactive, uninvolved, and indifferent, there should be a sense of shame that causes you to repent and get serious again about serving the Lord. Shame is valuable if it leads to change. In the Bible, shame is associated with guilt and regret, but it can lead to such painful conscience. We repent. Thus, getting out of shame and into grace. And then another inquiry, am I handling aright the word of truth? It is likely every one of you have a copy of the Bible, perhaps several copies, and these days may have a copy of the Bible on your phone, your computer, your tablet, your e-reader. The question here is not one of possession, but of use, and not just reading and learning, but being careful how you read and learn, and then careful and diligent in your application of the Word in life every day. The Christian, who is working and doing his best, is using the Word of God and using it properly with care and reverence. And that's all framed with these words, handling aright or rightly dividing. Stop and consider that. The person who handles the word of truth does not want to try and change it, pervert it, distort it, ignore it. Those are corrupt purposes. The person who handles the word of truth rightly wants to read it, and learn it carefully, just as it is written, live it, and deliver it. Illustration. If I hand you a basketball, you're not going to be too worried about dropping it, are you? After all, what happens when you drop a basketball? It comes right back to you. What if I hand you a glass vase? Now you have something in your hands that cannot be dropped without damage so you handle it with care. When you, in your life, handle the Word of God, the Word of truth, it's not like a ball that you can drop. Here is purpose and care and reverence when you're looking at the Bible, when you're reading and studying and you're listening to the Word delivered as you are now, and when you get busy applying it in your life. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. The conclusion and application is addressed to me and each of you. Are we doing our best today? Can we do better? Can you do better? Can I do better? We are to be presenting ourselves unto God. Does he approve of us? Are we rightly handling the word of truth? 
Jesus died to make it possible for us to come out of sin into fellowship with God, to live in his grace, with his approval, workers who do not need to be ashamed. Do you need to repent of not being a worker? Do you need to become a faithful worker? Please get in touch with us if we can help you further. Thank you.